Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight we'll be reviewing the anthology um, movie called Nightmare Cinema that was released in 2018. Yep. Another one. Uh, another good anthology from America. I mean, you got to the creep shows and all these other ones. I think mm. VHS. This is a different type. The, Nice stories. Taxi, I like Tales of the Hood. They were quite good, weren't they? Mm, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, incidentally, guys, before we begin, yeah. um, in the opening of the, of the movie, um, they, I think they played a little bit of the Creepshow theme music. Yeah, it's all similar. Similar? Because yes. yeah. it does I have a... I don't think they stole it. I don't think they stole it too much of it. It does feel like it. I mean, every time I hear it, I feel like I want to listen to um, Creepshow. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> So anyway, let's get down. This is going to be being um, how many? What five stories? There's five different directors. Mm. There's a shitload. There's a bucket load of writers. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to just go through all the people involved in the production and start doing a piece meal for each story. Okay, so here we go. I got some funny names here. I have to get my mouth around as well. Okay, directors involved: Alejandro Bruget, I think is the right name. Joe Dante, Nick Garris, uh, Ryushi Kitamura, and David Slade. They were the directors of the uh, the five um, five shows. Now, um, now written by. Okay, there's a few co-writers in there as well. Probably now we've got Sandra Bashimi, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, looks like it. I know Bashiro. I think it is. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bad print. Uh, Alejandro Bruget, Lawrence C. Connolly, uh, Mick Garris, Richard Christian Matheson, three names, uh, David Slade. Now, produced by Mick Can- uh, Mark Canton, Mick Garris, he shows up again, Joe Russo, Courtney Solomon. Now, I'm going to go for all the actors, not the parts they play. But, yeah, there's quite a few people involved. I will say one thing. Mickey Rourke, he plays the guy in charge of the creepy cinema. Now, I think he's a devil or he works for the devil. But, yeah, I'm not real sure. Anyway. Oh, he's a fairy man. He's a fairy man. No, that's stupid. I'm only Don't joking. Don't be the, the fairy, fairy man. man. Don't even fix it. Whatever. Okay. Um, now, we've got a, um, a couple of well-known names in here, but one sticks out quite nicely. Richard Chamberlain plays a nice doctor in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got Patrick Wilson, Eric Nelson, uh, uh, Mariella, I think, Mariella Carriger, uh, Elizabeth Reza, uh, Sarah Withers, Adam Godley, Ezra Buzzington, Stephanie Cood, Cood C-O-O-D, uh, Annabeth Gish, Faley Rakotadavana, I think. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, sorry. That's <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Um, can't say too much more about it. Um, mm. Production companies, Scene Lou Films, Cranked Up, Nice Guy Productions. So there mm. you go. And distributed by Cranked Up Films. Sweet. Uh, total road time, 119 minutes. I don't normally do that. I'm just patting it out because I can't say too much and I'd like to talk to you guys. Hmm. Now, um, now Sarah's going to tell you a couple of tales. Have you sitting on the end of your chair? Ooh. Yeah. So um, the, the story takes place in a cinema, no doubt. You guys it's a creepy old cinema. In yeah. A, in a deserted street. 
Yeah, it's all dark. And the first star of our victims, um, his name, I guess, Mantha Smith. Yeah, that's me. And she walks up to the cinema. She's talking on the phone with a friend, yelling at him, in fact. Boyfriend, is it? A boyfriend or um, a friend. And she then notices the cinema, and she notices on the signage... Her uh, name's on it. Her name's on it, and and, and above it, it's co- the, it, the, t- the title of the movie called The Thing in the Woods. Yeah. So she heads inside, and we hear the um, creep show theme I mentioned, and... And a ticket pops out off out of the ticket Automatically, booth. Automatically, with no one there, self service yet, with no money. <laughs> so she heads inside, and then um, uh, what's it called? Oh yeah, a spotlight appears in the in on one of the chairs, and she approaches the spotlight chair, and somehow a gigantic force pushes her into her chair, and then she sits. Then the movie starts, and then we get we sit down and watch the movie with her. Mm. And we see she's on the movie and it feels like um, something across between Halloween and Friday the 13th. Mm. Or Friday the 13th more than, yeah. fr- than that. Actually, I, I want to regress a little bit. I don't know whether these people are dead because it actually says that people actually go into this haunted theatre mm. which shows them their deepest fears and darkest secrets. Mm. But I reckon they're dead because at the end of it, yeah. The guy in charge, Mickey Rourke, the whatever he is, actually says those people are dead. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's supposed I think they're dead. And they're reliving they're their final moment, which actually pushed them over the edge. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, back to yeah, her sorry, story. She gets chased down by this man who's wearing a welder's mask. And some other good groovy protective clothing. Yeah, anyway, she gets chased down, and um, I won't tell you the ending to the story because it's way too interesting. Well, you tell a little bit. Okay, she gets chased down, she meets up with her boyfriend that, and her one of her friends at a cabin in the woods. It doesn't that's, that's a good name for movies. <laughs> yeah. And they both get killed, and then she steps up to the plate like a final girl style and tries to and take down... And she confronts down the killer. And it turns out to be... Somebody she knows. Yeah, and then he tells her, uh, no less a than... A story about told. why he's killing everybody. Yes, He's and a really nice guy. Yeah, he's... Hmm, hmm. I can't tell you how much you want to give it away. Yeah, then <laughs> we cut back to the cinema, and we see that she's gone. Or, or, and then a new person comes into the place. Um, um, a couple a young couple who decide to make out in the cinema and they head inside and then we watch this this latest second movie. What's it called? Um, uh, Mariari. 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 Yeah, yeah. And anyway, um, the couple are there and then they watch the movie of their lives of them, you know, discussing the fact she's got a scar on her cheek. She had a scar on her left cheek and he says, I love you anyway, but... He said, I, I can get uh, some plastic surgery done by my mother's plastic surgeon. Yeah. He's a very good man. He's very clever. Yeah, and the doctor, no doubt, if you haven't known, knew, is Richard Chamberlain. He plays a very nice, friendly doctor. Yeah, he looked familiar to me when we first sat down and watched this movie. I thought, hmm, he looked familiar. And then I realised it's Richard Chamberlain. And I'm, it got me thinking about the last movie we reviewed, that no doubt was called the tar- um, 
Tarantino. Oh, well, that's, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. when he was a lot younger. Mm, yes. Yeah, so mm, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was that movie we we reviewed that time. Did we review that one, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it I was pretty. I can't cool. remember so many. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty awesome movie, especially the whole fire stuff. <laughs> yeah, and how he died. <laughs> Ooh, yes, graphic. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, back to the story. Um, it gets a little bit sketchy. Like, um, they don't reveal anything to her about what they're doing to her face. And all, all we get got is her boyfriend said, "My mother goes to sky." And she, and, and she has she, the girl hasn't met the mother yet. Yeah. But she recommends her <laughs> plastic surgeon. Mm. Yeah, and the twist is really, really good. Well, she gets the work done. Yes, and and, and then he wants a little bit more work done. Though. And uh-huh. in the end, she takes the bandages off. Uh-oh. And I gotta say, and drum roll, drum she meets mother. Yes. And I'm not going to say anything more. But that lets to say she's highly surprised and very distraught. Yeah, mm. and it's that. Well, I won't. I won't reveal the the secret. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. The that very person who's sitting in the movie theater. She actually um, notices her boyfriend gone. Yes, and she heads up to the projector booth, booth, mm. and where the projector is up there, and he tells her that. That about how this stuff is revealing they're in the darkest nightmares and yes. stuff. And we hear a scream, we don't see her again, and then we move on to our next story with um, dealing with um, a, fa- um, priest? A, a priest named Father Benedict, I think. Benedict. Yeah. yeah and we, he see, walks up to the theatre, he sees the name of the movie called... Meshit? Yeah, and it has his name underneath, and he heads inside... And he sees a puddle of blood on the um, aisle. Yeah. Ooh, and scary. Where are the cleaners where you, when you need them? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He then gets approached by the projectorist and tells him to sit down and watch the movie. And, yeah. Which he does. And then he sits down and this movie um, deals with a... Um, a demon at this well, at this um, he, he Sunday like, school, no, not Sunday, not think, Sunday no, school, so like um, an orphanage, maybe, an orphanage or, type yeah, school, yeah. and where um, both a nun and this priest guy have uh, a bit of a. Uh, and anyway, uh, a demon has um, made its way into their community yeah. in, in, this, in this building, yeah, and it seems to bounce from person to person as well. I think, yeah, like a parasite, yeah. And it's doing all these naughty things to people and the children. Yes. Carry on. But again, I won't reveal the interesting fact. No, you can say a bit more okay. about it. Say they find out this demon is um, <laughs> con- con- conjured up by sexual desires. Yeah, inappropriate sexual desires. And yeah. I like to think both the priest and the nun have. Well, they were doing a bit. Doing a bit, and that would have been bad. Yeah, and uh, they figure out who it is, and. Let us just say it's that a cup. It starts off a a child is possessed. Yes. And jumps off the roof of the church. Uh huh. Okay. And we think, oh, that must be it. But the same demon who was in that child Pus- appears to have gone into a lady. Yeah, a teacher. A teacher who happens to be a mother of one of the other girls who might be staying there as well. Yeah. And it, and it looks, and they think the girl is possessed. Yeah, because uh, one of the... the mother. Yeah. So it, it, it jumps around. Yeah. yeah, and by the time um, 
all the um, kids somehow get possessed by the same demon at the same time. At the end of the and yeah. the father, Father ben- Benedict, he starts it, attacking it, each individual yeah, so he child. Has to sort of, uh, yeah. And I got Fight them all off. Yeah, and uh, uh, time out. We don't tell them too much. Of the and story. I got to admit, though, that I did think um, they're possessed by demons. Don't I doubt. Really, yeah. And you you don't go after the the actual vessels or the actual. Yeah, but they're trying to kill him. Okay, you know, oh, sorry. I know. But, <laughs> but as I often say, um, um, they're just the the carriers or the um, yeah. and. And he could have he could have exercised the demons from them. What, so all of them? How many? One of the times really good, hey? But yeah, yeah, stand in the line like no, no. Anyway, there's lots of them. Anyway, I won't tell you the end result. It's too good. Let's just say he has to, go to fight the kitties off. Anyway, he then wakes from his um, watching the movie. He's um, I guess whenever you go in this movie theater, you're in a trance and you get sucked. I guess you, you're. I guess um, you get you get drawn into the story, which is what we all do whenever we watch a movie, whether it's a horror mm. or, well, yeah, a horror can draw you in more than any other movie. When I think yeah. about it, anyway, the projectionist approaches him from behind, and I guess he kills him. I don't know. I, I can't really tell. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, the well, next maybe. story is about um, what's it called? The way of egress. Egress. And it's about a woman who goes to a psychiatrist with her children, and she discusses um, her how things are in her yeah, life. She's, she's going through. We thought. I think it's it's up. It's not clearly. It's up to the viewer. Mm-hmm. But I think she's going through a mental breakdown, and she's going through some sort of therapy, and this is all happening inside her mind. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? I would definitely say that. And she goes out, she's seen everything around her as ugly and decrepit and decaying and stuff. Yeah, and we see it. And um, you roll on here, Carrie. And the interesting thing about this story, it's all in black and white. Yeah, as sometimes dreams are. Mm -hmm. Aha. I think think it's her imagination, and she's stuck Mm -hmm. inside this hell inside her own head, maybe. Yeah, anyway, the story um, gets darker and grimmer and the people around her start resembling monsters. Yeah, yeah, the facial features start to go and they start talking in funny voices like this. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And the, and her kids disappear and stuff, yeah. but she finds them a little bit later on. But yeah. we won't say anything more because it might give the story away. So. Yeah, we do see her after the, uh, this one and... We don't know what happens to her. We assume that she took her own life. Well, we think she she had a gun in a dream state here, mm-hmm. and I think she was going to use it. Now we don't know whether that was part of the reality, or dream state, or wannabe, or quick mm. way out. We don't know. Maybe it's up to you to put your interpretation on it. Yeah. The final story is um, about a boy named Riley, and Riley approaches the cinema like they all do and it just says dead there's no tight those no um starring um riley something or other which is a bit odd because no. the last few, um four other movie Had, segments yeah. they mention um the name of the actor or name yeah, of the yeah, um the person. person involved yeah as you said dead yeah Yes. Okay. anyway he then goes inside the cinema and as he's watching it's about a uh a boy, him, obviously, and he's a piano prodigy. Yeah. Prodigy, yeah. And 
him and his parents, they get into they get carjacked or a car tracker attacks them, kills his mum and dad and attempts to kill him too. But he gets away, but he gets shot in the back or something. Yeah. And but he, he still survives. Uh, yeah. He went to uh, intensive care and everything else. But yeah. He, yeah, he, he goes survived. to the hospital and they take, the, I guess they took the, well, the bullet was already out, but yeah. they had to fix up his chest. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird because he was shot directly in. In yeah, the yeah, middle, pretty of much straight middle of the back. You think it will take your spine out and maybe get close to the heart and different things and blah blah. But he got better. But he got better anyway. Anyway, um, he then um, he gets several visions of his dead mother telling him to come with yeah, him. Yeah, to really let go and come with him because his father's not there. But his father's he's dead and gone by the looks of things. But yeah, his mother he, seems to be lurking around. Yeah, and he thinks mum's still alive. Yeah, so he continues. Um, um, throughout the story, mm. um, he sees visions of her. Also, behind the scenes, the carjacker, who's still alive or still around, he comes inside the hospital in twi- tries to twi- twice kill the kid because he yeah. can identify yeah, the, him. Yeah, the police never picked him up because they didn't. They, no one had, had no one had identified him as yet. So, mm. and he wants to get his kid out of the way so he can't finger him for the job. Yeah. Now, now as a side story here. This young boy had been dead for what sixteen minutes or something. Yeah, sixteen rather. minutes. And for some reason, rather now because he has been dead and come at life, he can see ghosts. Ghosts. And there's another patient in the next room, a girl, yeah, who committed suicide, and she came, well, trying to commit suicide, and she had been dead for so many minutes, and she's there, and she can also see ghosts, mm. and she knew that he was seeing the ghost. Yeah. yeah, he even she, they even even befriends him for yeah, a bit. Yeah, and when she tells uh, when she notices her his mum trying to coax him into um, relinquishing his own life, yeah, give she, up and go and come with me. Yeah, yeah. She tells him not, not to listen to her and stuff like that. Your mother just wants yeah. to die. Yeah, and when yeah, she's yeah, out of yeah. the room, um, this lady, um, she gets approached by the. Um, the dead mother's ghost, and somehow, and, rather, and somehow, um, she snuffs it. Yeah, I, I think I'm not quite sure. See, the girl had been there, and she she died because she slashed her wrist. I think she might have slashed her wrist again. Yeah, they said that um, mm. that they think that she tried to took her own life again. Again, yeah. So yeah, and uh, but she does get a bit of a cameo a bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Tries to warn the boy. <laughs> anyway, the carjacker reappears again and he attempts to try to kill the kid. And luckily enough, the kid quickly tries to get away from him. He fights him off. And he, well, I'll say he kills him. Yeah. But I won't say anything more. Interesting <laughs> fact, guys. Um, the guy who plays the carjacker, he's actually... Uh, Orson Chaplin, who is actually the um, direct um, grandson to Charlie Chaplin. Well, there you go then. Which is interesting. Charlie was so I mean, pleased this is the fir- second time we we've reviewed a movie in the past that was about ch- one of Charlie Chaplin's. He wasn't his son in the uh, yeah, the Land in, of the Pharaohs. Yeah, Land yeah, of the yeah, Pharaohs. Yeah. So this is the second movie we've yeah. done about um, an, an actor who is related to Charlie yeah, Chaplin. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good anyway, old it's all the family. Hey, yeah, <laughs> soon enough. Um, while the boy is being choked to death by this carjacker guy, um, he gets a vision of his mum telling him to let go. While this other lady, who slashed her the wrist, tells him not to give in. Yeah, fight. Yeah, and he did. And he, he did. In the end, he um 
he was able to um, beat the carjacker and and the the doctors arrive in time to save him. And we then see him. Well, I won't see what tell you what happens then. We then get back to the cinema. Riley's um, he gets approached by the projectionist and he asks him what's going on, and he says that this these are movies of their deepest fear, but also they, these are movies are, are their future, meaning they were, the future is written. Because all these people who'd been there before him are sitting there down in the chairs behind yeah. him, still, yeah. like he, corpses. He said, they're all dead. And he said, you're not dead yet. Yeah, he then, um, well, he then gives the boy a chance to get out. So he quickly, Riley, gets out of his chair and he runs out of the um, cinema. But then we see much later as the projectionist is putting away some movies, we notice among the movies is... Riley's movie. Riley's movie. And that's and why I think these movies here are possibly the last... the things which that led up to their death, I think. Yeah, I think that yeah. Riley was already dead. I think that when he ran out of the cinema, his story was not the end. But he actually told him, oh, you're not dead yet, the other people are, but he ran out... He's dead. I think he's dead. Yeah, and we notice on the project the um on the um signage above the um cinema after the after the story that his Riley's name is above the title. It says Riley something whatever is dead. I mean Riley something is dead. Mm. I mean not dead. I mean he doesn't. It's not. Dead. Dead. But I think it means that we didn't see the full title of this movie, which yeah. could indicate that. That it was a bit of a trick f- to the um, that that to the audience, yeah. meaning that it's re- it's referring to that Riley is already got dead. I think he's, I think they're all dead. Hmm. Gut, gut feeling. Yeah. So like all those other things, those vaults of vaults of horror and stuff. All these people, they're in a room telling stories about you know, weird dreams and and they're actually dead. Yeah. What dreams? Anyway, they, their last memories. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, then so the projectionist puts the, f- the movies in a vault and he shuts off the lights and then we fade to black. The end. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I do think Mike here is correct that, that these people are reliving their movie... Their um, last, moments. last moments. of their... Or the, or the things which left them dying. Yeah, yes. Like the boy in hospital, his parents got shot and he's in the hospital and he had to fight with the guy. Yeah. I reckon he finally died. Yeah. 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 He never survived his attack. Or no. Maybe. Well, he did for a while, maybe, but then he died because yeah. of the, that that last battle of the guy. Yeah. He might have died as well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The, the interesting twist ending to that one is mm. that the, we see the ghost of this guy of the um, carjacker, and it's my opinion that we didn't see the rest of the story, but it's indicated that maybe he have kind of. Killed the boy when he was in ghost form because Maybe. if um if the girl with the slash wrist got slapped yeah. killed by um Riley's the mother mom, ghost. Yeah. then there's mm. a big chance that he was killed by this ghost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Although I do wonder though whether it was his mum to begin with that killed her. No, I think it was. Mm. I think his mum was so possessive she wanted him to come. He wanted Riley to come with her mm. to the other side. Yeah, and um he and uh, he was he, he was prepared to go with his mummy. Mm-hmm. But I like yeah. yeah. Anyway, I did think it was an interesting twist where he thought he got away from the cinema. The light, the um, it's already morning, which 
to m- many people will think that's a sign that the horror is ended, but nah. 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 Not on your Nelly. No. And we hear cheerful music saying that he escaped, he's gone away, all that stuff. Sort of the things maybe. that... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but then you see the 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 um, the film being placed inside that movie vault thing. Yeah. And canister, you know yeah. deep down that that Riley, among all the others, are now, that, yeah. um, now com- completely trapped in... Dearly departed, we are gathered here to watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meaning he'll never escape the, his fate. He may relive it mm-hmm. forever. And ever. Like the other people might be reliving it forever. Like it's been done in other shows. Yeah. Aha. I got to admit though, I did like the, the cinema idea where people just walked into an abandoned cinema and Jen relived their movie nightmare and, and, and we don't... And and they disappear, or not disappear. They just they're they're still watching the movie, but you know, and they're they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, interesting little anthology. The stories were good. The acting wasn't bad. Um, Mickey Rourke plays a good whatever he is, a ghoul or spirit or demon or devil or whatever it's supposed to be. Uh, Interesting. He does have a big part, but what he did was quite good. Yeah, well, I like that creepiness. I mean, um, I, you know, you know, guys, I I like creepiness characters where like like Tony Todd and um, Robert. I mean, Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell. I love his voice. <laughs> and, and and Mike. Tony, yeah, Tony Todd and Tobin Bell. They got good voices. Yeah, anyone yeah. that has a creepy um, old age look to them is. Um, it's a good figure to have in a horror movie, in my opinion, in my book. Kindly old man. With a sense of voice. Like me. <laughs> Kitties. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. So anyway, um, do you want to talk about reception or uh, whatever? Honestly, there's not, there's not too much on it. Um, basically, um, medium to good. They That's liked it. It was, it, was, it was done well enough. The stories were good enough. Yeah. It's, it's, the mm-hmm. people who saw it and voted on it suggested it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. No That's negatives. Good. That's a relief. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think don't know anything about budget or anything. Um, I don't know how it was released. Uh, uh, release. Uh, where is it? World premiere at Fantasia International Film Festival in Canada. Hmm. It received limited release in the United States. This is probably so the second probably, movie. Probably had a, yeah, we had another one, limited release the other day. Mm. Uh, limited release probably went straight to home media or something or other. So, mm. so bottom line is, it's a good watch. Mm. Um, I've seen a lot worse than this, and I, yeah, I was able to enjoy this one. Mm. Yeah, um, it, It's reminiscent of the, uh, I suppose, your tales from the crypt and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's, you know, those, little anal- uh, those little stories. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Mm. I did like it. it took place in a cinema. It makes me think of a um, an old cartoon series that's called Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids, okay. and it takes place in an old cinema, you know, theatre where uh, projectionists would put up some really creepy stories about um, kids who get their just desserts. Uh, I want dessert. Yeah, <laughs> only in this movie it has a mixture of different people who may either either. Not, well, they didn't have um, any sins on their conscience or anything like that. This is the, most of these characters in the story come off as 
some of them may have no skeletons in their closet, like the girl with the um who was wanted to get plastic surgery, mm-hmm. even though that's a bit of vanity thrown in there when you think about whatever. That. But she was a good person, and I felt really bad that she ended up getting what she deserved in the end, which is well, sad. Good people. Yeah, and the girl uh, in the woods who um. She got a terrible fate, which I won't tell you. Well, no, I can't tell you. We tell it all fate, then give all the good bits away. So, But oh, needless to say... Although the Father yeah. Be- Benedict, I think he deserved what he got. Oh, not really. Well, yeah. he was having sex with a nun, for goodness well, sakes. Yeah. It's, not, it's a sin when you think about it. Well, the point is, <laughs> the point is, he didn't deserve to be chopped up by the kiddies, did he? Uh, no. But it was, it was probably one of his faults for... Um, for for causing this demon to arrive there, could could be could be the, the uh, motive behind why the demon well, yeah, arrived whatever. there. Anyway, now anyway, can't say too much. We don't we don't until the climax is up. But we, we give the climax away on these. It's going to be oh yeah okay yeah. yeah needless to say, they're quite good. As for Riley, the kid at the end, um, I didn't think he deserved what he got. Well, no, I don't think they're in hell. I think they're just dead. I think they're in purgatory. Purgatory, yeah. I think it's a case ni- uh, neither here nor there. Hmm. And it's, the, yeah, stuck in the middle. Yeah, it's just like Can't those... Can't move on just yet. Yeah, it's just like those, um, mm. the, that night gallery movie about these... Ca- it takes place in the Wild West and these men um, yeah. here at this bar, this tavern, I think, and yeah. they... Re, they don't have a, me- a memory of what, why they're there, but they know but, that they did something wrong. And they, every night they relive their last couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. The time, the clock will chime, 12 o'clock, one of them goes out and gets shot in the street. Yeah, that sort of stuff, yeah. Mm. And 2 o'clock, the shine, somebody else walks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so. the guy who is there turns out to be either the devil or the... Uh, or one of his minions, or not his, oh, not, well, maybe not his devil, not the, maybe the devil, just someone who's caretaker, care, who's um just knows more than they, but let on. Yes, well, he's in charge. He goes, yes, someone's got to keep the bar stocked. Mm, true. Mm. Manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, I can't we... say too much about this one. It's sad because I like to talk uh, about production and stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, the scenes, the, the, the sets are good, uh, acting's good, direction's good, um, I can't fault any of them. This one would have to be up there around your nine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a nine. Yeah, um, another thing I should mention, guys, Night Mare Cinema was a priority of a rock band called Dream Theatre, where okay. they would... Or switch instruments, all that stuff. I don't know what that's about. Okay, no. But that's all I could trivia. I could muzzle up for this yeah, one. She looks at trivia, and someone just can't find me or something. So. Yeah, well, anyway, look, anyway, I'm giving it a nine. Yeah, I'm going to give it um, a nine two out of ten myself. Now, now here we are. Okay. If you want to get a copy of this mm-hmm. production, this film, mm-hmm. eBay, there are plenty for sale. Amazon, it's rentable. Mm-hmm. And you can get it, you can buy them there as well. So, um, yeah, I would just, this is a good look. Mm. This is a very good look. So if you don't want to buy one, just go onto Amazon Prime if you're a member and um, have a look at it. Mm. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. 
I think or so. another streaming service, obviously, or another platform. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, in Shutter they do have it, obviously. Mm, well, no, I, I may take eBay well, and Amazon as mm. a, a bit of a benchmark. I can't mm. go on every place, you know, so mm. yeah. So wherever you can find it, and look, you might get it for free somewhere, who knows? Somebody might have it in their collection, who knows? Mm. But, yeah, um, anyway, it was yeah. a, I, I saw, I saw, it was an awesome watch, and I'll definitely check out some other anthologies, like the ones Mike recommended. They, um, yeah, might get some of the old ones. I've, I've, I've got, I haven't done VHS, yet. and it's some old English ones, Amicus Tales of Terror and everything, going back, back in the 60s and stuff. Mm. You might drag one, two of those out and compare them. And that, that one... Um, uh, what what's the one? Um, Dead of Night. Yeah, Dead of Night. Yeah, that was the one day done by I think Ealing Studios. Mm. That even creeps me out today. It's mm. not bloodthirsty. It's not really horrible graphic stuff, but it's just damn creepy, mm. and I like it. Yeah, mm, so I we agree. might do, we might do that one. Anyway, um, okay, that's about it for us tonight. I'm sorry this has to be a very short one. Well, but, we, we but, haven't got anything else to talk about. But I didn't want to make these long segments turn into long stories. We, well, um, we only talk long if we've got something to talk about. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, how's that? Mm-hmm. If we haven't got anything, anything to talk about, we will not stay here, sit here and talk about, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you do? What do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? Because that'll just bore you. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to do that. Yes, yeah, so you're going to get the odd short review, okay? Yeah, so guys, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this review, and let us know uh, in the comments what you guys think of this movie, and this, and we look forward to your your opinions on this, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, so yeah, let's kill it. Okay, cool. all right. This is Sarah Stevenson and Michael saying we'll see you guys for our next podcast, whenever that might be. Oh, yeah. Well, bye. <laughs>